Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of Something Worth Thinking About. In today's podcast, we want to let our hearts be encouraged by the hope that we have that one day, one glorious day, our bodies will be completely redeemed. This is the Word of God in Romans chapter 8 and verse 23. We are eagerly waiting for the redemption of our bodies. What does this mean? And why should we be so incredibly excited about this thought? This is what we want to explore in today's episode of Something Worth Thinking About. Have you ever wondered or maybe heard someone ask aloud, if there is no sin in the coming age in the eternal kingdom of God, what is going to be different? Because if we fallen human beings that have made such a mess of things in God's creation in this age are in the coming age, we're there, the same people that messed things up so badly down here. Well, then what will be so different in the coming age that will prevent us from ruining things all over again? The answer to this question may be surprising to some of us because the answer has to do with your body. We sometimes forget about the connection between the physical and the spiritual. We sometimes think and act as if the two are totally divorced from one another and have nothing whatsoever to do with each other. But this separation or compartmentalization is not at all biblical. This is not how we should look at our world or think of ourselves. Our God is God over all, whether visible or invisible. So in other words, whether physical or spiritual. I remind you of the beautiful words of hope in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 23 through 24. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Or what about the word of God in 1 Corinthians 6, verses 19 and 20? Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, which you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. As Paul put it simply in verse 13, again, of 1 Corinthians chapter 6, the body, specifically your body, is meant for the Lord. There is a very real, intrinsic, and important connection between the physical and the spiritual including the connection between your body, soul, and spirit. 
Our God, who is spirit, created all things. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and our God created humanity in his image and likeness. And so we have flesh and blood, and we bear the likeness and image of God all at the same time. Likewise, we might think of the compelling words of Ephesians chapter 6, where the Apostle Paul tells us, human beings living in the flesh to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Paul then goes on to tell us to put on the full armor of God, reminding us that our struggle in this physical world is not against flesh and blood, not against physical creation, but rather against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. What happens and is constantly happening in the spiritual realm impacts what is happening in the physical realm in real and concrete ways. If we do not believe this is true, then why on earth do we pray to our God, who is spirit and is in the spiritual realm? We pray because we believe our God, who is spirit, is fully vested and engaged in all the affairs of creation and humanity. Our God, who is spirit, is constantly interacting with the physical realm of his creation to bring about redemption and renewal, even as Satan attempts to deceive us and lead the whole world astray. Speaking of which, I remind you that when humanity sinned in the garden, the earth, the physical, was cursed. Physical creation was cursed when sin entered into our world. And this is made clear to us in the telling of the events recorded in Genesis chapter 3. Now, Paul takes up this idea in a most interesting way in Romans chapter 8, verses 19 through 25, which is our reading for today's podcast. Let's hear the word of God together. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it 
patiently. The word of God. Now hear everything that it's saying. Creation itself waits in eager expectation for the coming of Christ, for the day and the moment when the children of God will be revealed. Why? Why is creation so vested in this moment? Well, because our redemption will also bring about the liberation of creation from the bondage that has been imposed upon it since sin entered into the world. The spiritual reality of sin has brought very real, dark, tragic, and painful consequences into the physical realm in which we now live. We see and experience this reality every day. And the Word of God says here that one day this will be over. So here, verse 21 again, in the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ, our Lord, there is hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. Instead of thinking about the coming of Christ as the moment of doom for creation, Paul here says that the coming of Christ, the day of the redemption of our bodies will bring creation into the freedom and glory of the children of God. For this reason, creation itself groans with us in eager anticipation of this coming redemption and renewal of all things. Creation is not groaning and waiting to be put out of its misery. Creation is groaning with the children of God for the coming glory that will be revealed in us as mentioned in verse 18. Can you imagine living in a body that does not have sinful impulses and desires? This is exactly what Paul is talking about here. This goes all the way back to Romans chapter 7, verse 24, when Paul kind of cries out, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? And of course, he answers with a, an affirmation of hope and faith in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And throughout this section of the letter to the church in Rome, Paul has been describing sin as living within the very members of our bodies, constantly waging war against our minds and our souls, causing us to do the very things we do not want to do and hindering us from doing the good things that we want to do. Peter takes up this same kind of thought in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11, where he says, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. So who will set us free from this? When and how? And this is what Romans chapter 8 is all about. The last verse of Romans 7, Paul says, praise be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus will set us free. And then Romans chapter 7 is Paul really unpacking and explaining what he means in that moment that Jesus is going to set us free. So here again, 
all of the wonderful things that we hear about in Romans chapter 8, that God has already given us his spirit to help us to put to death the misdeeds of the body. But one day, one glorious day, our Lord and Savior will appear in glory. And let's hear it the way this is described in verse 14 through 18. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to, son to sonship. And by Him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. When Christ comes again, we will share in his glory. Our bodies, our bodies will be redeemed. Our bodies will be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the sounding of the last trumpet. The perishable will be clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality. Hear the word of God in Philippians 3, 20 through 21. Our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. This this is what will be different in the coming age. Our bodies. Today, you and I live in bodies that are dead because of sin. Go back and read Romans chapter 8 again. Your spirit is alive because of the spirit, but your body is dead because of sin. And in the coming age, we will live in redeemed and transformed bodies that are like the glorious body of Jesus Christ, our Lord. This is our hope for adoption, this longing for the redemption of our bodies is the context for the words that so many of us know so well, beginning in verse 28 of Romans chapter 8. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. This is what we hope for. And it's body, soul, and spirit. And this is what we long for. And so today and every day, I pray that this 
is what we live for.